Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Baby, wouldn't you know, I'm doing a live episode, a live virtual episode, so we're keeping it safe of Why Won't You Date Me. I am doing this Friday, February 12th, which is my sister's birthday. Isn't that a treat for her? So you can watch it at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And guess what? It's going to stay up for seven days after the 12th, so you can purchase it. And watch it for the seven days after the 12th. It expires uh, at 11.59 p.m. on February 19th. It is $10.50. The link is in my bio on Instagram, my bio on Twitter. It's on my website, NicoleBuyerWasTaken.com. I hope to see you there. And as for a guest, who knows? I'm kidding. I'll announce it soon. I don't know yet. It'll be fun. Okay. Yay. You date me a podcast where me Nicole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could remove all the pens from my house. And I would say, I guess I never needed to write in the first place. My guest today is a five-time Grammy and Emmy-nominated comedian, currently starring on Netflix's first animated movie, Over the Moon, has appeared in NBC's long-running drama series Law and Order SVU, and stunned America by singing through the wildly popular breakout hit show the mass singer also starred in one of my favorite shows american girl margaret Cho! Yay! 
Hey, hi. Thank you. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I'm such a fan. This is exciting. Oh, thank you. You're I'm amazing. a huge fan. You're oh, I got the name of the show fucking wrong. It's All American Girl. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. It's- <sighs> Fucked it right up. <laughs> I guess I'm not a big fan. No, I watched You're it when I was younger and it was, I would say, I don't, powerful is a weird word, but like you were, I don't think you were like a different body size than anybody in my head, but I feel no. like I read a bunch of shit about how people are like, you're too big. Da, 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 da. Right. Yeah. But like you were yeah. just a healthy looking woman who didn't look like everybody else on television. And it was yeah. so funny. Thank you. It was, I think, a shock because they had never had um, Asians on TV until that mm-hmm. point, really. And so I think that's what it was, is that we were just so used to also the stereotype of Asian women being like these like tiny, quiet creatures, which I'm really not. I'm like a giant <laughs> yeti of a Asian woman. Like I'm so loud and hairy and really tall. I drank a lot of milk, I think. So I'm like really tall for an Asian woman. But it was a very, it was a weird time. And also in, in the 90s, you must have been a tiny little baby if you're watching TV. Um, Older than you think. I don't oh. know. I remember being old enough to like comprehend. I think maybe I was like 10. Mm, okay. Okay. 11. I don't know. Yeah. Little, little, but like, you know, could watch like people on TV and sort of when I was watching TV when I was 10, I still understood everything. And it was very adult TV, like Love Boat and Three's Company, which was a mm-hmm. very adult. Um, so I could still kind of comprehend it, even though. I didn't entirely know, but I felt like very sophisticated. I felt very mm-hmm. erudite as a 10-year-old. Yeah. I thought my taste was like, I was like, I have exquisite taste. This show is for me. It is so funny. I love it. Yes. I love it. I just, I appreciate it. It was just someone who looked different being as loud as I was. To like recognize that and and see it and enjoy it. You know, like I get so much joy from watching comedians and Like, you know, just because there was like so few women out there Mm -hmm. when I started. So now there's just so many more. I mean, there's still not enough, Mm -hmm. but it's just nice. Like uh, when I was doing shows, sometimes I'd arrive at like, you know, a club and there'd be, I would be the only woman on the lineup or there'd be one other. And I was Mm -hmm. like, how? It's 2019. (laughs) Feels so long ago. Feels so long ago. It's so weird, but it's like such a thing of like women are not encouraged to be funny. I think it's something to do with that we're just too threatening to Mm. men or something. I don't know. It's weird because there was like queens and Mm -hmm. women in power back in the day. And then I feel like men gaslit the world into being like, no, we're in charge. And everyone's like, oh, okay, I guess you're in charge now. And then, mm. and then now we're like, wait, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. I feel like that's what happened. I don't know. But my favorite comedians are like you and Michelle Buteau and uh. Ali Wong. And I mean, they're mostly women. It's always women's mm-hmm. point of view that I'm looking for and looking towards. Like Wanda Sykes, she blows my mind. She's so She's smart. She's so funny. And so funny. And so few words for every joke. Like she really Mm -hmm. gets her point across. It's like haiku almost. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's really tight. And I'm really like envious of that. Like somebody who can write with very few uh, words or lo- less exposition. That's a mm-hmm. real skill. We're still the minority in comedy. We're still, mm-hmm. there's so few, but we're good. Yeah. We're good. What's your dog's name? This is Lucia Caterina. Oh, Lucia Caterina. A cute, is that, is a chihuahua? Yes. She's, chihuahua? Um, she is like a chihuahua and a Dalmatian mix. She's a rescue. Oh. So she's like, I did her wisdom panel. Wait, what is this? Which is what the, is a wisdom panel? It's like the 23andMe for dogs. Oh. And they do a little DNA swab. And then you uh, send it in and they say what the, what the dog is. And so she's half Chihuahua, half Dalmatian, which I was like, <laughs> but she's real long. So then maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Because you get 33% more Chihuahua than normal. Because <laughs> usually they're kind of short. But she is really, um, I'm so glad I have her. I mean, it's so weird to not do shows. Like, I don't even know who I am or what I'm doing. Yeah, it feels very strange. In the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, well, maybe I don't need to do stand-up anymore. Maybe I'm fulfilled doing other things. And then I was like, oh, this is like a like a defense mechanism to, yeah. to say something like that, to be like, oh, I don't need it. Whatever. I can't do it, so I don't need it. But I fully understand that. I was like, I need it. I miss it. I did a couple shows at yeah. the end of last year and was like, that five, ten minutes I was on stage truly felt heavenly. Yeah. I mean, it's really, that's, it's something that we need to do to live. It's not just a job, you know, Mm -hmm. because with comedy, like, you know, we'll just do it for free. Like, it's not like other jobs where, and you know, you have a huge career outside of doing stand-up comedy. So it's like, it's not like we have to do it, but it's, it's more that like, we have to do it for our heart and our soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll spend like a very long day on set and then still go do a show that pays me $10 <laughs> because yeah. I, I need to, like, I just need to do, or a free show because it just mm-hmm. feels good to be like, oh, I spend all day saying other people's words right. or being told I can't say this or whatever because, mm-hmm. you know, people have to make a TV show. They have to do what the vision is. And yeah. then it's like, oh, I get to get on stage and be fully myself with the things that I want. And that's really important. And And I think that, you know, mentally, health-wise, it's just been very damaging for all comedians. I mean, I still do a lot of Zoom shows, and I'm doing mm-hmm. um, one live streaming event on Valentine's Day um, called After Hours with Margaret, which is like, um, you know, talking about sex online, you know, to mm-hmm. people to streaming. So which is good, like a cam girl. And be like a cam <laughs> girl. I'm so into it. But it's like, you know, it, there's something about the physical... Uh, intimacy of being with other bodies in mm-hmm. a comedy club or a theater or wherever that I really get a lot of sustenance from. I fully agree with you. And also you talk a lot about sexuality in your comedy. Mm-hmm. People like to ask me, they're like, how did you become so comfortable with your sexuality? And my answer is truly just like, I thought it was very funny how uncomfortable people got. And then mm-hmm. I started like pe- like peeling back the layers to be like, oh, there's a ton of like repressed shit that's interesting and fun to talk about. So yeah. like, why the fuck not? So like, what is what's your story with it? Well, I think because I um, was always like when I was growing up, I was always like chubby and awkward. And so I was always best friends with the prettiest girl. So I was like their legal representation. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know when you're like the lawyer for the prettiest girl in school? <laughs> like I was always like their Gloria Allred in school. <laughs> so I just kind of realized that I don't have to be that anymore. Like I can mm-hmm. be front and center. I can be the sexy one. I can be the pretty one in my life story. I don't have to feel like all the stuff that was put on to me because I was so loud and because I was so uncontrollable uh, at, 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 in my personality, that's why they sort of like put me in a place where I was able to be contained. By, well, mm-hmm. like, you're ugly. You're fat. So you just stay over there and be the legal representation. Go to law school. Pass the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole thing of like, I can choose to be beautiful and then... I can choose to be sexy, and that's actually really important. And then also realizing that I was queer had another layer to it because, you know, there was so much fear around sexuality and queerness in even like the 90s. You know, Mm -hmm. in the early 90s, nobody could be out and nobody could feel like they could be comfortable with who they were. And so people were hinting at it, but nobody ever actually ever came out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until later that they did. So... It's very important, I think, to claim your sexuality and claim your right to talk about it. And it's fun. There's so many things to talk about because it relates to so many different people's phobias and different people's Mm -hmm. um, anxieties about who they are. Yeah, I fully, fully agree. When you said that, they were like, go to law school. It reminded me, you're on another show that I loved, Drop Dead Diva. Oh, I I love that. It was such a fun show, and you were so funny on it. Thank you. I had a really good time on that show, and it was really, um, it was different because it was a procedural, which I'd never, mm-hmm. I, I'd never even thought of doing. But I, I did that for seven years almost, and then I did um, Law and Order and SVU, and it was so interesting because you you say a lot of big words when you're on a procedural. <laughs> and of course, I didn't even go to college, so I don't even know any words, and it was like. I had to write them down on post-its because I couldn't remember these long oh, words. That's like, a good way to do that. Because I, I had a, a desk. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like on set, <laughs> just de- decorate your set with like different um, post-its. Like you're writing mm-hmm. notes to your characters, writing notes to themselves. <laughs> that's honestly perfect. Because yeah. anytime I've auditioned for something where I'm like, like a, I don't know, a nurse or like a paralegal. I butcher the fucking audition because I'm like, I don't know all these words. The words I spend time looking them up and it's, it's too hard. It's too hard because you have to say them like you really know them, like you say them mm-hmm. all the time. Like toxoplasmosis mm-hmm. comes off my tongue all the time. <laughs> and it's really hard to remember. So that's what I do is I put post-its or whatever. It's just like, I and we always get the, I always get calls for those kinds of auditions. It's always... Nurse, doctor, Mm -hmm. lawyer. It's always like somebody who pushes the exposition along. Like, we need to be the stars. (laughs) I agree. And I feel like people of color get that a lot. Like, for a very long Mm -hmm. time, I used to get, like, bus driver or, like, lady on the stoop. And it's like, okay. But, like, should I even get a name? One. Two. Why can't I be the lead? Like, why why aren't I considered for that? I know. Uh, It's it's so It sucks. And it... It, you'd think it'd be better by now, yeah. and it's not. It's not. But I think what it is is that we have to be in charge of writing our own stories, and that's mm-hmm. really where it's at. Or be out and front and center in in our um, 
lives, like like in hosting and, you know, being out there, you know, just as an an entertainment personality, that's Mm. actually pretty fulfilling, too, because you're still yourself. Yeah. Hosting is fun for me. And also hosting has brought me more acting jobs because Mm -hmm. producers, kids like me. So then they'll bring me in for things. And I'm like, I don't like kids, but now I do. These kids are fucking helping me. (laughs) Yeah, it's wonderful. And I think it's really, I mean, it's important to be able to see ourselves out there. You know, Mm -hmm. like we just have to work against kind of what, what Hollywood thinks of as stars and what's great Mm -hmm. is we're doing that we're working against that yeah um coming out as queer was that hard or were you just like I don't know let's let's talk about it (laughs) it was just something like I came from San Francisco so there was something like Uh, that was just very natural mm -hmm. about that like you know and it was also like in the 90s you had to wear like denim board shorts and that just gave it away like these cutoffs <laughs> that were kind of too long to be daisy dukes so they were like uh-huh. the anti-daisy dukes because they were like almost knee length like mm-hmm. dungarees like lesbian dungarees so you couldn't <laughs> give it away it was just it's just so apparent <laughs> i love that i love that it was just like you can't hide it you so can't. you might as well just say it just talk about it just talk about it just do it and it's really i mean it's good because now people can choose their pronouns before they go on a White House tour, which is really awesome. Oh, that is nice. This is in the last couple of days. That's, I mean, I think that's nice. It's I think people get caught up in like learning new things. Why do I have to? Why are things changing? And it's like you use an iPhone, right? That wasn't around mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago, but mm-hmm. you learned how to fucking use it. Right. You can learn how to... Like, I just learned it's not preferred pronouns. It's just, what are your pronouns? Right. And it makes sense. It's like, why are we asking people what their preference is? Just ask them what their pronouns are. Yeah, we're all learning, and I'm so eager to learn. And I think that's what keeps you young, is if Mm -hmm. you're eager to keep on learning and keep on changing and evolving. And I'm so grateful to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. I also think people are like, well, comedy will get soft or whatever, because like, you know, and I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. like there's one comic, Andrew Schultz, who some may think he's problematic. I think it's you take some stuff with a grain of salt. Other stuff is very funny. But his crowd work special, he was like getting in and he did like a street joke about like an Uber driver, but then broke down like the difference between the type of like uh, South Indian people. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I mean, if you can do that and you have the knowledge, then why not, you know, tell the joke that's a street joke that's like maybe a little hacky and then break it down to be like, oh, no, I know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not Mm -hmm. out of ignorance. It's, I've you know, lived it, learned it, and I'm going to, you know, write a joke about it. It's levels of skill. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that uh, what it does is that it requires comedians to be a lot more thoughtful in what they'll say and how they'll Mm -hmm. say it. And if you have the skill to really evade that quote unquote like cancellation, that's mm-hmm. really what it's about. It's like it's just going to make us better in the in the end. Yeah, and then it's also like if you have a joke where people get mad about it or whatever, it's like think about it. Was it a first draft? If it was mm-hmm. a first draft, you probably shouldn't be saying it on stage. Like, right? You, you got to work it a little bit. Yeah, and it's like how how close can we get? to that flame before we get burned, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, let's yeah. see how how f- 
much we can court disaster. Like, and that's part of why comedy is so exciting is because we are really engaging in entertainment in a very raw way. So mm-hmm. those first drafts are actually kind of part of it too. Yeah. And the fact that you shouldn't say things and say it anyway is also can, can be really beautiful. So it just depends, I think, on our skill and how compassionate we are towards the subject mm-hmm. and what we're doing. Yeah, I agree. Real quick, yeah. we're going to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. <laughs> okay, Margaret, are you single? Are you dating? Are you married? I decided <laughs> married? to not look it up. I did not want to do any research on the relationship. Ooh. I wanted to ask and get it get it live in person. So I am dating. I have one guy that I really like who I see. And I've seen him all through the quarantine. So he's my quarantine, my Valentine quarantine. Aww. And, um, you know, that's really good for now. Also, I'm just like, I'm not getting that coronavirus like I'm just not going out there and because I was dating so much in 2018 2019 mm -hmm. I was dating like so much and now it's like mm, I can't you know because mm -hmm. <laughs> I I never um had uh dated on apps because I was always like married before that mm -hmm. and so then when I started with the apps I was like oh my god you could get you know, whatever you Anything want, you want <laughs> in a second, like it's crazy. And so I was just like meeting a lot of different people, but it was also kind of a lot of it was like, everybody was so nice, but it was some, there was like, some of it was kind of weird. Like when you just go on dates, it's just, it's kind of like going out with, um, somebody that you might work with in the future. Like, it started to become, like, business work. Like, it, it was work. Yeah, they're like generals. Like a general meeting. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so you're just, like, getting to know each other. Something might come along. But it wasn't – there was no spark. So finally I just narrowed it down. But it, it's really um, 
the amount you're spoiled for choice. Wait, which apps are you on? I find them to be fully wild. Like they're truly so I meet the most interesting people and like the worst people. I've yet to meet my person. Uh-huh. But which apps are you on? I was on Bumble. I was on uh, this weird one called Whippler. I was on Ooh, what's one Whippler. Whippler was like Android only. <laughs> Oh, that's like a weird. Honestly, so fucking funny. (laughs) There's an app that's like, hey, Android users, are you tired of being shit on by having a phone that's better than an iPhone, but people are still mean to you about it? Here, you guys can gather here. (laughs) It was like such a weird one. And then I was on Field. Um, Wait, what's Field? You're on a bunch that I don't know about. Field is for um, people who, uh, it's mostly for three ways, Mm -hmm. but it's also for like anything goes. Like whatever, whatever is, um, you know, whatever. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's see what's up. Mm -hmm. And um, so I like that one actually. And then I never made it to Tinder, but I was on, yeah, a bunch of like Android ones, but the ones that I remember were Whippler, which I deleted, and then Field, which I also deleted, you know, because now it's like I, I, but I was, my dating range on on all of them was too wide because I was going from, because I'm 52, so I was going from 26 to 71. (laughs) And I met this one guy right before the lockdown who was like 70. He was Mm -hmm. really nice. He was an attorney. And we had a date to go out. And then he didn't call me. And then I, I, I called him, but I left a message, but I didn't. Did he pass? I don't know what happened. I think he died. <laughs> Cause I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't even know his last name. I didn't know uh-huh. him well enough to know oh, no. any of his family or I think he died. I think he oh, may have passed. No. He may have been one of the first casualties of the coronavirus. I but mean, he maybe was, if he's 70 out and about. Yeah. He was, he was really cute. He had a, he, I'm not sure what kind of car he had, but it was real low to the ground. Like he was like oh. a really like an aging daddy with like oh. a lot of money, but like oh. not sleazy about it. He was cute. I was like, okay. Have you ever <laughs> dated somebody that old before? I've dated people in their 60s, but 70 oh. was a little bit of a stretch. I mean, just, but you know, I'm 52, so that's not that far off exactly. No, it truly isn't. I was <laughs> I live my life like I'm 22, and I don't know how to be like, no, Nicole, you're almost 40. Like, because <laughs> I'm always like, oh my God, you're like 45. That's so old. But it's like insane. It's like, no, it's not. It's like a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll date somebody in their 60s. Well, it's I like it because we are going at the same speed, kind mm-hmm. of like just like because I I I do think there's something really lovely about that. But um, the guy that I'm seeing now is 47, and that feels okay. like a good, you know, it's like oh, okay, this yeah, gets I think it's gets like me close up in, enough in age range. Yeah, it gets me up and walking. <laughs> <laughs> it gets my heart rate up a little bit. But I yeah. think that it's really, um, yeah, I, I, you have a very young energy and a young spirit. Like, you seem to me to be 22. Oh, thank you. Little child, little baby. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's it's much more like, but it's weird to go out with young people. That I, I went out with a few people that were really young. Um, I had sex with one guy who was 26, and that was too young. I felt weird about that. Why? Why was it too young? 
it was just so he was just so physically like perfect mm. that it freaked mm-hmm. me out like I'm like <laughs> oh like I don't I don't know like I'm like this is so weird like to you know because when I was that young I wasn't even with people that young when I was mm-hmm. 26 I was with people in their 50s oh, 40s wow. and 50s so you know it's weird I've only really dated people who are, like, a year younger than me or, like, a year or two older than me. I just haven't dipped my little toes into dating older men. But I decided when we all have the vaccine or there's herd immunity, whichever fucking comes first because (laughs) people are refusing it. My guys, we're going to have it for fucking ever. It's awful. But also the city of Glendale, they have a mask mandate and you get fined if you don't wear a mask. Right. I was like, why doesn't L.A. do this? Why is it just in Glendale? It's so weird. But, you know, I'm glad for it. I'm glad for it. Me too. But I plan on having so much sex when we're all done with this. I'm going to fuck people from the ages of 18. No, maybe 18 is too young. At least the college age, 20, 23, 23 to 87. That's my age range. I'm very excited about it. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's like really, I mean, I feel like. Well, after the the 1918 pandemic came the Roaring Twenties. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're going to have that same aesthetic. I'm going to get a page boy haircut, like a bobbed haircut, <laughs> and do a lot of Charleston. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll wear fringe. I've already got the fringe. I have these fabulous disco pants. They're like this like shiny black. And then they have these iridescent purple fringe on the sides. I love it. I love them so much. Last time I wore it, I wore it with a Gucci cardigan. Thank you. She treated herself in Italy that has rhinestone G's on it. And I was just like shimmering under the moonlight. And not one person at the restaurant looked at me the way I wanted them to. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that they looked and they were so excited. I mean, we don't know what people are thinking. I'm sure they were so impressed. Maybe, but I really love when someone stares at me when I'm wearing something fabulous or gives me a compliment. I got no compliments. I know. I I would have complimented you up and down if I had seen you. I love it. Thank you so much. I love it. Of course. Have you ever tried, like, are you on any apps now? Oh, I'm on all the apps. I'm on Uh OkCupid. I'm on, well, I just ended my membership with Raya because nothing was happening on Raya. Uh, I've been paying for it for like a year and a half. And Uh then I saw this BuzzFeed article that was like, uh, a lot of users on dating profile or like dating websites or apps or whatever aren't real. They're uh-huh. just like people who work at the dating place and they just kind of like fuck around and talk to you to like get you to stay and like get you to continue to pay for things. And I was like, huh. Oh. Well, I'm not even talking to anyone on Raya. Nobody's like <laughs> fake dating me and I'm paying for it. I couldn't even get on Raya. They wouldn't approve me on Raya. It took two years for me to get on Raya. Oh, my God. Such a long time. And then when I got on it, I was like, oh, I see. This is um, how you say a a white paradise. (laughs) There's a lot of white people. Oh, that's why. That's why. That's why they won't let me on. I'm too too not that. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, jarring to be like, oh, Racism exists everywhere, right. and it's annoying. It's gross. Racism's annoying. That's it's so like, annoying. 
Like when you get down to it, it's like, you don't like me because I came out dark. Like, uh, I'm sorry. I can't fucking help that, dude. I know. It's creepy. Like, I always think that it must be really relaxing to be white. Like, I'm like, God, <laughs> look at how relaxed that capital siege was. Like the insurrection. I know. They're all doing selfies and like, yes. <laughs> like you don't even care. Like, during the Black Lives Matter things, I was, like, up in, like, a, like a helmet. I had a, like, mask and helmet. Yeah, I learned what to do to get, like, when you get tear gas. Like, I learned, yeah. uh, like, I had numbers on me to, like, to call in case I got arrested. And I was yeah. like, these people bought airplane tickets. They don't like masks. So they weren't wearing their masks at the Capitol. And no. then gave a bunch of the National Guard the coronavirus. And I was I like, know. this is nuts. <laughs> this it's is so, so wild. It reminded me of pill. Pilgrim times. Yeah. But the entitlement that yes. they were just like, oh, we can show our faces and we don't have any fear of repercussions. But also they traveled to give disease to people. So many diseases. Not to mention, I'm sure there's a lot of STDs going on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. There was this lady sobbing. About, I don't know if you saw this. She's just this nice white lady. Oh, not nice. She's just a white lady. And she's sobbing. And she's like, President Trump, this uh, is our land. And I was like, bitch, actually, it's not. Oh, is that the one on the toilet? She might be on the toilet. She was like crying and she was like on the yeah. toilet. And it was just like, what is wrong with you, lady? Yeah, it's like very, anybody who posts, like, or at least for me, who posts videos of them sobbing, I'm like, are you in therapy? Because yeah. my therapist said that I can just call her and cry, which I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. just call her and be like, boo hoo hoo. I feel a little better. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it's like, why would you put it online? Yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe to be like, oh, I want sympathy from like-minded people. I don't know. It's just so funny to think that like when Hillary lost, we all knit a hat and walked around to be together. And then when Trump lost, they stormed the Capitol. <laughs> I know. It's really, it's really insane. But it's that, that entitlement. And it's like mm -hmm. that... That sort of makes me think, oh, it must be really, it must, must be really fun to be white. And that's why they're worried that they're going to lose that status or something or they'll lose the supremacy. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, they feel threatened that they're going to like lose their status in life. And it's like with affirmative action, a lot of white people get told we would have hired you. You're more than qualified. But, you know, we had to hire X, Y and Z. And it's like, well, if you look at the company, it's not all black people. It's. Yeah. majority white a couple right. of black people if you were that qualified yeah. they would have fired one of the lesser qualified white people exactly. you were not qualified you were lied to but you know you get to perpetuate this thing where like you belong other people don't right and honestly that seems exhausting it so maybe really white exhausting. people are tired <laughs> just let them let them you know let them have a break take a break Take a knee. Take a break. Yeah. You take a knee. Yes, you take the knee. That's what you need to do. <laughs> um, I'm on OkCupid right now, mm -hmm. and I got this, like, message. So OkCupid is very confusing for me because I was on OkCupid when it first came out, uh -huh. I guess in, like, the 2000s, early 2000s. I don't know. But I did it on my computer, and now I'm on the app, and the app is very confusing. And they have these, like, intros where people 
write you stuff, but then you're not matched with them yet. I don't know. But this man, he he wrote to me and he said, hi, Nicole, love your podcast and stand up and acting work. I think we're looking for different things based on your profile, but I think you're amazing. And then I looked at his profile and it says he's looking for women, short and long term dating hookups and new friends. And that's what mine says. And I was like, sir, we're looking for the exact same thing. That's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Maybe he got turned off by my profile says that I'm heteroflexible because I don't mm-hmm. completely identify as queer. I don't really identify with as anything other than like, I'll fuck what I like to fuck. Yeah, and I, exactly. I don't mind. Yeah. But maybe that's what turned him off. I don't know. Who knows? People are so weird. They People are, are super weird. Maybe he didn't like my profile. My self-summary says, I love giggling. And then oh, uh, that's cute. what I'm doing, thank you. What I'm doing with my life, I said I'm on the quest for the most delicious dinner. Mm. I'm really good at making faces. Uh, the first thing people notice about me is how often I change my hair. And then it asked for my favorite books, movies, TV shows, music, and food. And I was like, that is so much information. That There's like, so much stuff. Why would I give that to you for free? Like, you have to get to know me. <laughs> right. So I just wrote, I eat bacon despite being vegan. <laughs> I I just really like the word vegan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're vegan. You're just sort I'm of vegan-ishly vegan. And then the next question, maybe he doesn't think I'm taking things seriously because it was like six things I could never do without. I said one, laughter, two, giggles, three, tee-hee-hees, four, ha-ha-has, <laughs> five, my phone. I love her. Six, chuckles. So maybe he doesn't think I'm taking it seriously. But Aww. again, I'm like six things I, can, I can't live without. You have to find out. You have exactly. to go out with me. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great. I think it's a great profile. Thank you. It's really cute. It's really fun. I just try to keep it fun, keep it fresh, because it's like, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a a lady who's got ADD, who's a little flighty, who works very hard, and yeah. has a good time. Yeah, and those are all great things. So anybody would be lucky. Margaret, thank you. Of course. Of course. Oh, I'm so jealous that you have a quarantine buddy, a quarantine, if you will. Yes. <sighs> it's nice. But it's definitely... <laughs> You know, I mean, what I what my true love is is stand up comedy, and that's the one thing that is missing from our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. what are we gonna do? I mean, I don't know. It's very strange. It feels crazy. And then, like, like I know Chappelle had his like Chappelle camp or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were testing the audience. They were testing comics. They still had an outbreak, and it's like there is no like foolproof, safe way to do outside shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then I, I did know. a couple outside shows and I feel like nothing happened. I, I guess it's just like however comfortable you feel. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. I also do think, though, that comedians do have incredible immunity because we're mm-hmm. always holding those disgusting microphones that we've all <laughs> been holding and talking into. And nobody's ever cleaned a mic ever. No. Ever no. for a comedy club. And. We all hold them real close mm-hmm. to our face for like 20 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. So, and you're handing it back and forth. And so we probably have pretty built up immune systems. I think so. And then being on planes so much. Right. Oh, planes are fucking disgusting. Everyone, like, disgusting. everyone looks at me funny because I like, I wipe down the seat. I wipe down everything I touch. And then I watched yes. Naomi Campbell's video where she like, Oh, I love that. She's a legend. goes through it. And I was like, 
that's me now. Legend. So sometimes I'll have gloves. Sometimes I won't. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to take my own health into my own hands. Absolutely. And then even before Corona, I would cover my face when I was sleeping because I was like, I don't know what you people are doing. I don't want you right. reaching too close to me. Breathe it in my face. No, thank you. I have a microclimate, which is the helmet mm-hmm. that has like the face bubble. I have a couple of face bubbles that I use. Oh. Um, but, uh, I don't do, I don't have just like the, the face shield because I heard that, you, you know, it can get trapped under that Rona can come up under and then oh, it's right no. up on your face. Oh no. <laughs> you know, I feel like the more we learn about Corona, the more she's the rudest thing to ever come to planet earth. She's rude. She's rude. So I've had rude. it with her. I've had it with Me her. Me too. She's ruining everything. Ugh. But we will get through this, and we will have a Roaring Twenties. I I know that we will. I think we will, too. I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, not want to ever go out and dance because I was like, takes too much energy. I get too tired and too sweaty. I cannot wait to just be with a bunch of sweaty people and dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, wanna I want to go to a rock festival. I want to go to, yes, like... I want to go to a festival so bad. Yeah. I just want to be around people. Like, after it's over, I'm like, maybe I'll go to New York for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And just, like, ride the subway to be around people. Yeah. I just want to go to a movie theater. That's what I oh really Oh, my love. God. I miss movie theaters. I miss movie theater popcorn. I miss the weird carpet. So I miss it all. I miss, like, it lays back. I like a double a double one, too, so you can go with somebody. It's so fun. Yeah. I was talking to my friend who lives in Australia, and, like, Australia has no domestic cases. They only have international cases. Yeah. And he had taken a picture of himself at... um a museum with his fiance, his newly fianced. I got a text from him. He was like, uh, he was like, he came in my face and I asked him to marry me. And I was like, this is (laughs) the sweetest thing in the world. So romantic. (laughs) But they were wearing a mask at this museum. And I was like, I thought Corona was gone, John. And he was like, oh, well, hotel workers have to clean the rooms of people who may have been positive. So we're just Mm -hmm. wearing it as a precaution outside. And I was like, a whole country just wearing it as a precaution. Yeah, and just we, a maybe. <laughs> I was like, ah! Incredible. I feel crazy. It's so crazy. But I'm glad for them. Me too. Me too. It's nice. It must be nice. It must, it must be, be nice. nice. I guess I could just go to Australia. It's a long plane ride, though. It's nice, though. I love Australia. Real different fruit and vegetables. <laughs> I did not eat very many fruits and vegetables there. Very different. Very delicious and very different. I ate a lot of French fries. Mm, yummy. That's good, too. French fries and chicken nuggets. Yeah. For whatever reason, the hotel, we were sitting across from the Sydney Opera House, and the, it had the best chicken nuggets I had ever had. Mm, <laughs> I was, like, yummy. raving about these chicken nuggets. Yeah. And my friend was like, get a grip, Nicole. <laughs> like, they have those in America. Yeah. No, the food is really good there. And the food is good, like, right by the Opera House, too. Like, just on that, like, row of, like, mm. restaurants and things by the harbor. It's really good. I got to go again. I got to give yeah. it a second chance. Yeah. I went and my hair was in a fro, like a, a short little afro. Thank and you. people kept putting their ha- like their hands in it. Uh, and that really turned no. me off. That's not, That's not cute. Yeah, I did not like it. What is that about? That's it was so just weird. so jarring and it kept happening and I didn't know what to say. And I finally said to this lady, I was like, well, what if I put my hands in your hair? And she was like, why would you do that? That was a terrible Australian accent. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know. Why are you in my hair? And she's like, I've never seen it before. And again, very bad. 
And I was like, just because you haven't seen something before doesn't mean you put your hands in it. Ah! So <sighs> weird. That's so weird. That's so close. That's too close. Yeah. Too close. So, Margaret, I feel like you're good at being in relationships, and I feel like you're good at dating. Mm-hmm. What? How do you, like, how do you send the first message, like, when you were back on the apps? And yeah. When you were meeting people in person? How did you flirt with people? Well, I, I didn't really focus on flirting as much as I did seeing if um, there was any spark. And just mm-hmm. seeing how easy they were to talk to or if we had things in common or something that was fun. And um, I think what was good about the apps that I was on was they were more focused on just sex and not relationships. Mm-hmm. So um, the only, like Bumble was more relationship focused. So that was the most like vanilla I got. But on mm-hmm. the other ones, they were much more like um, wilder. And also I was taking a series of um bondage rope workshops because I was trying to learn how to do Japanese bondage and learn uh the knots and stuff and so I met a lot of people doing that interesting do you use rope work rope work now no but I I like uh, I like it because I'm gonna have I I just adopted two cats so I'm gonna make um a scratching board for them Um. with all the the rope (laughs) that I got but um that is it's, the most Corona story I've ever heard. It's so I learned corona. how to make ropes for bondage, but I've adopted some cats. I'm staying inside. They'll they'll use it. It's for them. It's for them now. <laughs> but um, I'm nat- naturally a bottom, but I was trying to become a top because I think that women of a certain age should also be tops. So I was trying to be a dominatrix, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do. I'm like terrible, but I'm still I still have hope, mm. and I have cats. So. <laughs> I don't think I could be a dominatrix. I think I could wear the outfit. I think I would feel very Cute. good in it. I would yeah. be like, ooh, she's sexy. Yeah. But I I don't think I could order somebody around mm-hmm. because I'd be like, well, I don't know. What would you like to do? I'm I'm very submissive in bed. So ordering somebody around seems so out of the realm of possibilities. I know. I just, it's so I weird for me. I can't even envision it for myself. I, I, I have a hard time with it, but I'm just trying to like – build that side up. I'm sure that there, there's a side of me that's bossy somewhere. So I'm going to try to find it. But in, mm-hmm. t- until then, macrame. <laughs> I yeah. want to get more into kink. I guess I have to like get on an app to do that. Um, well, no, lots of people who are on all of the dating apps are into that, you know, and it's also something that you can just explore on your own where you can just like look at the fashion. It's all about fashion, actually. Mm-hmm. I love the clothes. I love like a shiny moment. I love um, any mm-hmm. kind of black, shiny, like like latex thing. It's just fabulous to look at. So that's mm-hmm. the entry point. Yeah, I have a couple like vinyl outfits that Cute. I'll just like wear in my room and be like, wow, adorable. one day someone will appreciate this. Yeah, I have like a ton of like cute little lingerie, but I never know because I've only really dated someone for like, I don't know. I think my longest relationship, I, I can't even call them relationships. I've only dated for like three months. That's like mm-hmm. the longest time I've ever dated somebody. And at three months, it seems like slightly too early to be like, hi, I'm wearing lingerie for you. Do you like it? But maybe I could just do it. Just do I don't it. No. Just do it. And also, like, it's just good to get into the habit of wearing it for yourself. Like, I will wear it just on my own or I'll wear it, like, around the house. Like, like a mm. real, like an older housewife. Like, it's, like, real, mm. like, 
<laughs> serving the pool boy or something, you know, but it's just sort of wearing it around just makes you used to it. And it's, I don't know, it's like just made to make you feel good about your body. And, you know, it's not necessarily for sex. It's for mm-hmm. for us to to feel like just have fun. Yeah. I bought a bunch of lingerie. I think it's called Solstice Intimates and they have Intimates. Is that the Intimates? Intimates. 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 Yeah. What does it sound like I'm saying? Oh, Entenmann's, like the donuts. <laughs> mm, yummy. <laughs> That's good, too. Oh, she's hungies. But uh, I bought a bunch of lingerie from them, and I was, like, wearing it. I think it was two days ago. And I was like, this is so cute. Yes. And then I was like, do you sleep in lingerie? And I was like, I don't know. So I just took it off and put on my pajamas. Mm. Do you sleep in – are you supposed to sleep in lingerie? Is this a dumb yeah. question? Oh, my no. God. I, I've slept in lingerie, but as long as it doesn't go up my butt – then I can mm-hmm. sleep because if something's at my butt, I can't sleep. But <laughs> other than that, I can I can pretty much do. Yeah, definitely. You can definitely sleep in lingerie. OK, I can't wear thongs. Thongs don't work for me. I wish they did. They can be uncomfortable. I don't know how people wear them. They're kind of weird because it's up on your asshole. Like it's up yeah. on your hole. Like a piece of fabric kissing your butt. Yeah, and it's hard. I just don't know how people do it. Some people like it. Most of my friends, I feel like, only exclusively wear thongs. Like, I remember in high school, changing for gym, pulling down my pants, and I was like, everyone wears them. So I was like, I must have one. So I stole one from Sears, and I was just like, I don't know how everyone, I don't know how they're doing it, but I wore it for a very long time. It's it's uncomfortable and weird, and I do like um, a low cut jean with a with a thong back to the whale tail. I do love Mm -hmm. a whale tail moment. I think they're fun. I love that 90s fashion is coming back. Yeah. But I will say it is very frustrating that it's hard to find stuff in my size because my fantasy is finding stuff that my mother would not buy for me and then buying it as an adult. That's great. I did buy this fabulous like faux leather jacket with fur around the arms. It's like very and like fur on the collar. It's very like Bratz doll 90s. Ooh, I love it. did not come in my size, so I bought two of the biggest size, and then my friend Meatball is currently sewing them together. Because oh, if you smart. get two small sizes, that equals a one big size. That's math. That's smart. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. I mean, yeah, like, and also like it, the the sizing for those are just is so weird. It's always way. Mm-hmm. It's uh, my arms can never fit in anything, so I'm like always like like like. like <laughs> It just makes me feel like I can't breathe. That's very comforting to hear because every blazer I try on, I'm like, this is so tight in the arms. What is wrong with my arms? I'm so incredible Hulk in everything. I'm like, (laughs) like, it's just so weird. And yeah, sizing 90s, like in early 2000s, clothes are just crazy small and Mm. like narrow and don't breathe at all. It's yeah, super I weird. like that almost everything you can get now has a little spandex in it. I need a little it, yeah. Viscose, I think, is a like a viscose, yes. It's a yeah. rayon. A little stretch. I love that. I love it. I discovered this company. It's called uh Fashion Brand Company. Uh mm-hmm. and I believe it's like sustainable in LA. I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't that word gets tossed around. I don't really know what it means. But she's mm-hmm. in LA and she it's like very tongue-in-cheek clothing. 
And like one of them, she just has like this shirt where it's like a collar, a collar, like a polo shirt. But then on the shoulders, another polo shirt opening and then another polo shirt opening. It's just like very fun. I have her dress that's like a brick wall and then it has like windows. It's like a window here. I love the clothes. And they're all really good and stretchy. Yeah, I have that. I got the cheerleader outfit. Mm hmm. And then I got the brick house one. And then I got like the weird. Um, it looks like a swimming costume where it's like shorts, mm-hmm. bike shorts, but it's a velvet unitard. Yes, but it looks like a bikini bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, so good. I love her stuff. And it's all it feels like very 90s, very like vintage, even though it's yeah. new. And then it goes up to like a 7X sometimes, sometimes a yeah. 5X. It's good. So I bought a bunch of fun things from her recently. And then she sent me some stuff, which was like very, very cool of her. I love her stuff though. Yeah, I have a bunch of her stuff and it's like, it's kind of like being on the television show Blossom, but you're not Blossom, you're Six. Yes. (laughs) I fully agree. And I liked Six so much. She was so cute. She was just so tiny and loud and fun. Adorable. I love it. Six crawled. So uh, what's what's her name from next door on Full House? So she could run. Kimmy Gibbler. I love Kimmy Gibbler. I Ugh. love, I love. And then Steve Urkel. Oh, yeah. There's not many shows now where there's like an, a, a crazy next door neighbor. I know. I love Steve Urkel. I wonder if there's going to be like a resurgence in television from like the 90s. I, I miss so. silly for silly sake. I know. I miss it too. Everything is like very grounded right now. It's real single like, camera. Yes, it's real, very like, single camera. It's real ironic. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's like, I'm no. like, hey, let's just let's just be fucking silly again, y'all. Let's just be stupid. It's fun. I like that. Ugh, me too. If you could do anything right now in your acting career or comedy career, say Corona's not here, what is the thing you'd want to do the most? Um Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's Angels. No, Love Boat. Love Boat. Like Charlie's Angels has been reboot so much. So Love yeah, but you could do it. It has not been rebooted with I ladies know. at a certain age. I, love I think it. that's great. I think it's great. Let's do it. Okay, perfect. All right, I'll pitch it. I'll set up a meeting. Um, I'm calling uh, Mr. Hollywood right now. Excuse me, I need a date. Yay. <laughs> Margaret, do you have any single friends who are looking for uh, a, a nice black lady who uh, will be kind to them? Yes, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. Ooh. Hook me up with somebody. I will. I will. We'll figure it out. It's going to okay. be easy. I love it. Also, I like joined this dating app. I've talked about it on a couple episodes, but it's called Woo Plus. And it is this like dating site specifically for fat women. And after I read that BuzzFeed article, and by read, I mean I skimmed it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think they're talking specifically about this platform because people will start um messaging like messages to me and all of them are hi hello how are you feeling today hello good to see you and i'm like i don't think these are real people that's so weird that is so weird yeah i've literally like 50 messages of hello there good to see you hi beautiful hello i am here let's talk to to each other that's so strange i don't know i mean it's also so weird right now because you don't want to like be meeting a ton of people because we got to keep it like keep our circle uh-huh. tight. Yeah. So I'm just trying to prepare for after. I'm trying to like look at the future just, and be yeah. like, 
uh, hopeful that it's going to be sooner rather than later. Put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah. But also being realistic, because I remember in March, I was like, this is only going to be for two weeks. And then April, I was like, this is nuts. It's so crazy. It's gone for so long. And it's going to go for a bit longer. So it'll be okay, though. I hope so. Okay, Margaret, we've come to the end. I ask all of my guests this. Um, Would you date me? Yes. (gasps) Oh, what a treat. I'd love to. Uh, Thank you. Margaret, do you have anything that you want to promote? Um, People can log on to my streaming show, After Hours with Margaret, on Valentine's Day. Go to RushTix.com or MargaretCho.com or at Margaret Cho underscore or at Margaret underscore Cho or at Margaret Cho on Twitter. I have all the information there. Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. And if you like this episode of Oh, I Won't You Date Me, you can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe. Um, you can leave me a dirty review on uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and by dirty review, I mean if you hit on me, I will read that hit on (laughs) that message out loud. (laughs) So this nice person said, Oh my God, here's my dirty DM. Hi, Nicole. I want to put you in a bath and bathe you. Then empty the bath and fill it with Mac and cheese sauce. So I'd stir you around. You're all cheesed up. I'd hop, uh, Hop you up on the, le- the the ledge of the bath and lick you clean. Love you. Bye. You know? That's sweet. I think it's sweet. Macaroni and cheese is one of my favorite foods. Mm. Um, I do like baked macaroni, but like I can fuck around with some cheese sauce and some noodles and call it a day. So I think it's good. I like that. I do too. Okay. <laughs> uh, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. (laughs) This has been a Team Coco production. With chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary dairy. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.